Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association. I'm coming to you from the Quandle Studio in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania, joined as always by co-host Chris Martin. Chris, hello. What's going on today, brother? Hey, John. Oh, not too much. It's been a it's been a wild, busy day with uh, you know getting not only interviews done, but you know getting clients happy. And speaking of clients, we tell stories for people who build things here at Atlas Marketing, and I think we've got a, a really nice episode topic here today. And uh, what do you think, John? Who? I think. Why don't you take us off? Why don't you send us in the right direction here? Absolutely. I think you uh, reeled in your newest neighbor, I believe. So we got a double dose of Swickley, Pennsylvania today on the call. Watch out. We have uh, Michael Michael Chirac of AE Works. Did I did I pronounce your last name correctly, Michael? Yeah, Chirac. Chirac and Rock. Yep, Chair you Rock. got it. Okay. Oh, awesome. Well, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me. You bet. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we want we want to talk a little bit about the the challenges facing professional services as it relates to the construction industry. So, Michael, as we were talking just before we hit the record button, um, you gave us a little bit overview of AE Works, which is your firm. And can, can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and AE Works as it as it pertains to uh, the current status? Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Um, so yeah, first thanks. You know, thank you for having me on. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a building guy. I going way back when, and uh, and you know, I I at some point decided that I would be better on the paperwork side of our business. So I uh, started off in construction and sitting out in trailers. But then I you know I went through school and uh, ended up I'm a professional engineer by by training and licensing. Um, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, though, so I started AE Works back in 2007, and I was lucky enough to start a professional services firm right before a great recession. But um, but it taught me a lot, and um, you know the firm grew through that period of time. Um, so we kind of cut our teeth on facing challenging times within our industry, and. You know, today the firm uh, is a little over 40, you know, we're 45 people, I believe, 46 people or so, and uh, we're headquartered in Pittsburgh. Uh, we have offices in uh, State College in Arlington, Virginia. We uh, provide architecture services and uh, interior design services, and then we also provide the engineering services, uh, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, small wire stuff. Um, uh, we also do a, a host of other services around security risk mitigation uh, for, and that we incorporate into either our designs or we'll do threat and vulnerability assessments for existing installations. Uh, and then we also kind of do some what we call wraparound services around constructability and uh, even construction management um, at risk and so forth. So we're, we're pretty diverse as a firm. We're very broad in terms of our service offering and our project types tend to focus uh, mainly uh, on healthcare and laboratories and infrastructure. And a lot of our clients are large institutional type clients, government agencies, state and local, large private enterprises. 
Um, and so, yeah, our work is uh, is across the country. We have projects in San Francisco. We have projects in, in New York, but uh, Pittsburgh's home, and that's where the bulk of our people are. Awesome. Well, yeah, again, welcome to the show here, and today we're going to talk about some challenging, uh, challenges facing the professional engineers. So uh, how do we start? <laughs> what are some big challenges? <laughs> Seems like there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I listen it for everybody, right? I mean, it, um, yeah. we're all kind of facing this uncertainty that's out there. And, um, yeah, it's been an interesting interesting past, uh, what is it, uh, seven, eight months now we've been in this yeah. this pandemic. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, I, we kind of anticipated the down cycle. I mean, I think everybody in our industry uh, certainly, you know, across the board, it seemed, was kind of enjoying a long time of growth. Um, and, and we know, you know, there's always a down cycle. You know, I don't think anybody certainly would have anticipated it we would enter it this way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree. You know, we were kind of prepping for it, to be honest. Um, yeah, from, at least from down a down cycle, certainly not of this time. Yeah. But from a lot of contractors I talked to, and this was obviously, you know, in 2019 or so. They, they were saying it's going to be a good ride until 2021, 22. So, you know, the, the pandemic definitely sped up the uh, the down cycle. But have you seen, um, concerning your clients and, and the end users, a different set of challenges due to the, the current state? Yeah, we have. I mean, I, I, I would the best way to sum it off, you know, kind of, if I were to, you know, kind of take all the all the things we've been seeing um, over the most recent period of time, is I think a lot of customers, as we go through the early stages, you know, where they've decided, okay, you know, we're we're you know, we're going through design, right? We're going through that design period. Is they're kind of questioning a lot of their assumptions. I think it was pretty safe to say like from workplace. So again, on a project topology basis, you know, we, we do a lot of different types of projects and workplace is certainly one, one element of, of design that we offer. And that, that, those assumptions about how people are going to work um, is, or, or, are just up in the air. Um, and if you go into more kind of scientific type projects, laboratories, healthcare, you know, their state of awareness um, around containment, um, confection, you know, infectious control, um, those are only been heightened. Like, for example, we, we do a lot of work for the National Institutes of Health, and their posture has always been aggressive in infectious control. I mean, we go on that campus in Bethesda, and they already have a lot of protocols in place. And, and I think in the early part of the pandemic, they didn't really skip a beat. They kind of had everything in place. They were able to move very quickly to uh, controls where I think, you know, the rest of the rest of the world, so to speak, was kind of figuring that out. Um, but I would say even at this point in time um, that we're, from our small view of that organization, you know, they're a very large organization from a project basis, that, that there is – is some questions about where that funding should go and what those projects should become, um, you know, and some challenging of some assumptions that were made earlier on uh, around, 
the types of projects that are most important, um, how to evolve uh, and, and, and renovate some of their building buildings and spaces to, to meet their, their future needs. And I, I think that that's just a narrative that every customer of every kind is really asking about capital projects. And then as far as um, the challenge of internally within your own firm, you know, I think you, you mentioned you had 46 people and, and three offices. What sort of challenges are you facing maintaining and running running your firm? Yeah, I mean, so like everybody else, we went, you know, fully virtual, um, you know, in the beginning. And, um, and you know, I the way we talk about it internally is, you know, it's been working well overall. Um, but, you know, we have, we're starting to see more challenges. Probably a lot of your listeners are experiencing the same thing. You folks, you know, you two are listening. You know, everybody, in the beginning, we were work, everyone was working off company adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So you kind of go into this new world. Um, everybody's heightened. Um, I think, you know, you see it in the papers, right? You see it in everybody's getting the fatigue. Zoom fatigue, you know, the virtual fatigue. Um, so I think, you know, we're, we're trying to address those challenges. And, and very, you know, everything we do at AE Works, our company culture, anything we do internally, we, we analyze it from a basis of, you know, is this going to create value for the customer? So, because everything, right, we're, we're, we're an operating organization, and that's my daily job is, you know, setting the strategy and vision for the company. And I think, okay, if we're going to – let's try us first before we, you know, try clients in this direction. So, for example, we've, we've – are enacting a new strategy for the company. We were already in a transition year strategically, and we're enacting a new strategy and, and vision for the business. And the footprint, our office footprint, is being challenged significantly, and we've already made moves – uh, you know, as Chris, you're aware, you know, we're, we're, we're moving into Sewickley. We're moving into a corporate center uh, solution, which is, this, you know, everybody's working from home. We believe that working from home is um, going to be, a virtual work is going to be a permanent component of, of everyday work life. We, we, we believe from a design, as a designers, as professional consultants in this business, that we can do some of that much better virtually than we can in person. I think that was one of the more profound, you know, learning uh, moments that we've had as a company. Can you explain um, a little bit I, more about that, Mike? Yeah, for, yeah so, so, um, so reviewing drawings with customers, contractors, right, putting everybody on the team to review the drawings, especially, you, know, the, 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 you know, the construction documents. Yeah. It is far better. What, from our experience, to do that virtually. And the reason is it's real simple, right? So, so think about it from this perspective. We've all been in these meetings where, you know, up prior to the pandemic, you know, the, 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 the everyday way of working was we would get into a conference room. We would, you know, at AE Works, we did it just like everybody else. We spent a lot of money on big, big TVs, right, and really nice conference rooms, and the TVs up on the wall, and we're projecting, you know, our images of the floor plans and the elevations and all the aspects of the building up onto the, up onto the screen. And, uh, you know, if we were doing it in-house, clients would be in-house or we would be on site at the client site in, in the same type of arrangement, right, the classic, you know, conference room. And, 
and we would work them, we would walk them through the drawings. And, you know, we never really thought much about it. You know, and that, 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 that was the modern version of the even, you know, the days, the earlier days, you know, where we would all sit around and look at the drawings on the conference room table. And, you know, we made it work, just like everybody. Now you go into a virtual and our clients go into the virtual. Everybody's in a virtual mode and screen sharing. And everybody has good monitors on their desks. You know, we, we, we invested a lot in kind of large monitors. Actually, everybody looks at the drawings more. <laughs> it's right in front of them. Um, everybody's looking at the same thing. You know, in those meetings, right, you'd have somebody like looking at their, you know, in the old days, or not, the old days of six months ago, you'd have somebody like looking at their phone. Somebody else was looking at, you know, maybe their notes on the, on the conference room table. You couldn't get everybody's attention looking at the screen. And it was hard. And, and to be honest, for a lot of legitimate reasons, you couldn't see the damn thing, right? I mean, floor plans have a lot of stuff on them, and even with the biggest TV you could possibly buy, you still couldn't see them, you know, especially if you had you know, some meetings we have 15 people in the room. Not everybody's getting up and, from their chairs and going up to the screen and taking a close look at you know, the layout or the detail or whatever it was we're talking about, you know, whether it was the architects or the engineers presenting. And virtual, it just supports looking at details and looking at those drawings, just it's superior. It's literally a better experience. Our clients have given us feedback that the coordination and collaboration, that uh, their input, their specific experiences with us have, have been exponentially better in the virtual world. And they, and, and they have told us they don't really want to go back. That's I find that yeah. to be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen a, a drop-off or a negative change when it comes to finding solutions and drawings or issues? And is there, internally within your company, is there less collaboration or more collaboration? Because I, 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 more, I would say this environment and, you know, people are together, they're walking down the hall, and, you know, so I was just wondering... Yeah, you know, so that you see so here a lot of that, right? They kind of like we need the social piece. So I, I think the way we, we think about it at AE Works is we kind of take collaboration as a topic and unpack it and break it down into like smaller pieces, like what kind of collaboration? So if you want to look at drawings, right? So our, our product is paper. In paper, you can represent it really well on a computer screen. I mean, it, you know. I mean, if you've got a big enough monitor on somebody's desk, you know, and Zoom functions and, you know, the, 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 not, not Zoom the software, but being able to Zoom in on a drawing, you know, right. we use something, you know, we use blue, you know, software, PDF software that you can Zoom in, you know, you can annotate the drawing, you can do all that stuff. You know, that type of review, that type of collaboration is far better virtually. Hmm. Brainstorming ideating, you know, the, the informal, the, the non-scheduled bump-ins that you would get in an office where you'd say to somebody, hey, you know, while we're sitting here getting a cup of coffee in a lunchroom, I want to ask you a question. But that's the stuff that's missing, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that stuff is important. Um, and I think that that, that um, as one of my, one of my uh, employees said, uh, one of our staff said, I think very accurately is, What's happened over the past six months is that professionally, our connections have increased, 
personally, our, our connections have decreased. And I think it is these personal connections that, that you build in the office that get people to speak their minds a little more freely, that share creativity a little bit better that we're missing. So, you know, we have, have we seen that from a detrimental perspective? Not, not necessarily. I think over time it, it'll start to show up. It'll be interesting here as we get further into this, this environment. Yeah. yeah. Well, for, from a perspective, you mentioned earlier that, you know, your, your product is all on paper. And, and now, you know, being more remote and working more virtually, what, what do you see as, as, as a challenge to that? Uh, you know, I, I think um, I, I think it goes to I think it goes to the point of um, you know the the forward looking, the creativity, the brainstorming. The you know we call them design charrettes, right? So we do a charrette in the office, and we want to sit around and and kind of um, you know get people thinking and building a shared vision around the design. It's difficult. Um, so I think the challenge kind of now is recognizing that. And, and I think, you know, that's whatever, whatever business you're in, um, you know, there's, there's always a need for people to just sit in a conference room and think out loud. Um, that, that I don't think virtual work Zoom is, is really supportive of. Um, and, and, and I think that the challenge right now is working to get people comfortable with getting out a little bit amongst each other in a kind of deliberate manner. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, I've had meetings where like, we've moved it to in person to try to get that energy, but everybody's sitting around in a mask. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. It's, yeah. it's not the same. Yeah. No, no. Well, beyond no. COVID, what, what are some of the challenges that you – that you're facing for, from the again from that professional services component. What what do you what do you see are some of the the forward facing challenges that you that you that your side of the industry may face? Yeah, I mean, so you know, I, I think that you know the, the the role of real estate in meeting our clients' missions. Is is in question? I, I, not that, and I don't mean to be like I'm not, not an alarmist like type of thing. I just do think that there are some basic shifts, and I think it happens. I think it happens all the time. I think it's going to accelerate a little bit, but I think this down cycle that we, you know, uh, you know John mentioned earlier about you know kind of you know contractors are seeing a down cycle. I think it's because you know they're constantly looking at absorption rates and you know and and there's. You know, this region in, in Pennsylvania building speculative, I remember a period, you know, that never, no one built speculative around here. You might suspect, you know, we even see it down around the Beltway and other parts of the country we work where there's a lot of speculative building. Pittsburgh in this region in particular is not a speculative builder, but that really came in. Um, and, you know, there's risks associated with that. And I think taking building stock in reimagining that building stock is a huge challenge that we as professionals on the professional services side, that's something we're charged with, right? Trying to help owners reimagine some of this building stock that may be made obsolete. I mean, you know, the, 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 the hospitality industry, holy Toledo, I mean, whew, there's a lot of hotels. 
And is it going to come back? Yeah, it'll come back. But, I mean, if you listen to those industry leaders, they're saying three, four years. Yeah. Okay, well, what happens with those buildings? I mean, buildings don't get better with time on their own, right? You've got to kind of put energy into them. Right. What do you do with that? I mean, do you – is there is there a shift in the design of those facilities to, to utilize them slightly different than, you know, we used to use them? Is there, you know, back in the day, right, where we would, you know, repurpose – you know, old old buildings, manufacturing, not bad, and we still do that. Manufacturing facilities became offices. I mean, yeah. you know, look at Bakery Square in Pittsburgh, right? The reimagination of that of that area into you know what is now you know Google and, and all that whole center is just a brilliant brilliant reuse, um, adaptive reuse. I mean, I think that those challenges for professional service firms who do what we do. That's where our thinking is. Okay, what's going to happen to the building stock that's out there based upon trends? You know, just normal stuff, not not, co- not necessarily COVID-enabled, but, you know, just normal shifts in, 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 in how people do business um, and how people, you know, create value. Um, how does that re... How does that, you know, realign the, the building stock that's out there? And so we... At AE Works, you were always, I'm always thinking about those things. I mean, that's kind of where my head lives because um, we want to be the provider for that. You know, we want to we want to sit with customers and kind of reimagine these things. I mean, I just got a call recently from a customer where, you know, they have a, a significant presence in the city here, and, um, you know, and they're, they're thinking about their building, and, and, and they have, you know, a fairly you know, sizable chunk of real estate that you know, they're thinking about how do how do we repurpose this in a in a new in a new way um, that is you know somewhat in, it definitely impacted by the pandemic and uh, but I think even longer term their models of business is just changing mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, here's how I attribute it guys Amazon man <laughs> yeah. like, even though that's a business to consumer. Our clients are people. I always tell our staff, remember something. Our clients, yeah, we're all in the you know in B two B world, and we're all out, you know, we're building things. But man, we get used to like two day delivery of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is nice, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, and people, the culture changes, right? Culture changes. I mean, and I think it get our clients. And how they view the value of architects and engineers in, in the building industry is changing. Mm-hmm. I, I think they, they want to see us more as thought leaders. And certainly we've, we've always had kind of, you know, some of our industry leaders on the, on the design side have always, you know, kind of, you know, separated themselves in, in many ways by thought leadership. But I think at, at you know, for, for AE Works and for a lot of firms of our size and, 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 and the work that we do, you know, the expectation that you you have a a, a forward looking view um, that you're strategic in your thinking um, that you're helping the customer realize the best value for the for the real estate assets that they have is is the is is an expectation um, that I think you know for 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 practicing professionals you can't just lean on the fact that you have a license. Mm-hmm. And I think contractors have really led the way in the building industry over the years. I know that you talk to all of them, and 
and uh, you know, and across the state, you know, that you're seeing. I mean, whether it be virtual construction, right, the virtual construction arms that they have, where they're re, you know, ima- they're imagining uh, that building virtually and helping customers understand, um, you know, what to build, how do you build it better, you know, be more efficient, uh, cut waste, um, you know, some of the prefabrication that's been ongoing, the modular construction, you know, the, the the build side of the business, the contracting side, I think has really set a tempo and, and an expectation and customers looking at the professional services side are saying, what are you guys doing about that? Yeah. Yeah, building lean. Lean is changing uh, our industry at a fast Absolutely. rate, which is good. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we've been joined today by Michael Cherok of AE Works. And, and Mike, I want to thank you. Uh, for, for joining us today and, and, and sharing your insight, um, not only on the industry, but on the professional services side of the industry. So it's been, it's been a great conversation. Um, you know, thank you for joining us, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me, and I really appreciate, um, you know, all that you're doing for the industry, and I think it's these types of things that help everybody who's, who listens, you know, be better at business and be better of what it is we do for our customers. So I appreciate your, your, your willingness to create something like this, and thank you for having me on. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for your insights today. All right, gentlemen. Have a great day. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.